for our first hand salon. <coughs> we didn't think this through, did we? Well, it's a heat in the middle of where are we? <coughs> I thought you knew. Well, this wind's gonna rip my hair out of my head. Well, that's kind of lucky for you since this is a hag salon. A place where we tell stories and sing songs and jokes. Get our hair ripped out of our heads. <laughs> Are your eyes burning? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the hag salon! Hag salon! How do you like your gothic dread with a side of Flies. Here's Adrian Weiss with the Sunday Brunch. The Sunday Brunch. Vibrating with the disarming harmony of clinking cutlery and the persistent throb of still drunk conversation is the Sunday Brunch, where I, clad in my brunch best, drag a fork against an oversized plate eat a pyramid of salad dripping in creamy dressing and thick clumps of goat cheese and talk over the hubbub with stories of work disasters and gossip about the worst person I've ever known. And after I've detailed the latest work escapade involving rat poison and an intern named Sasha, I take my moment, put down my fork, and allow my eyes to casually stray about the dining room. Up to now, I had stayed fixed on Elizabeth and Lauren's glossy half-smiles, the way their manicured caterpillar eyebrows, brushed by a crisp new toothbrush just for the occasion, seemed to lurch sideways, as if desperate to escape the too smooth terrain of their faces. Silently congratulating myself on my storytelling acumen, how every narrative detail had come together like a good, trendy outfit. And now, as Elizabeth takes her turn and talks and talks and talks, her voice like regurgitated water spouting out of a tacky mall fountain, I find myself relaxing, and then my shoulders slump forward, and then my head wobbles because it's hard holding yourself upright for so long, and then my lipstick turns to crust, in one corner of my mouth, and finally my purpose slips like poorly installed silicone breast implants. With quick consternation, I mentally slap myself in the face, for I cannot falter at Sunday brunch. What will Elizabeth and Lauren say? And just as I lift my posture, scratch away that newly formed crust with a dainty scrape of my baby finger, my vision refocuses and I see that every surface, from our linen-clad table to the cracked wood floor to the greasy plate, is covered in the carcasses of dead flies. My eyes blink, readjust themselves a second time. The dead flies are everywhere. They fill the water glasses, coat the thick linen napkins that are splayed across our laps, lie around the modernist vase, that holds a bouquet of blue daisies, their petals slowly curling inwards, turning a sickly brown. I squint at the murky green water in the vase, the mold that snakes its way up each daisy stem. 
Out of the corner of one eye, I see that some flies are upright and tiptoeing across the table as if drunk till they encounter some obstacle and flop over, wings fluttering for mere seconds before falling still. Some lie on their backs, their tiny legs flicking the air with their calisthenic death dance. I lean back in my chair, revolted. Where had all these dead flies come from? Had I already eaten a spoonful of their larvae? I think back to my arrival, the bright brunch lights, the aroma of coffee and self-delusion wafting through the room, the sparkling white plates, the basket of hot brioche steaming in the middle of the table, the buzz of ego in the air. Am I hallucinating? Then Lauren lifts a water glass to her lips, and before I can protest, she sucks in a tidal wave of twitching wing and antenna, chewing on each fly part as if chunks of ice keeping the water cold. She even smiles as she does so, and bits of fly, leg, head, eyes, line the gums around recently polished teeth. You've got, you've got something in between your teeth, Elizabeth says, pointing the tiny butterfly decal on her fingernail slowly peeling back, her eyes open and unblinking and suddenly black as she spears a dead fly's abdomen along with a shard of strawberry on her plate and eats of both heartily. Between chews, she talks and complains and gnaws on dead fly after dead fly, lathered in hollandaise sauce or bacon grease, while Lauren glides a toothpick along the ridges of her gums spits out fly parts. When the waitress, whose name tag reads Joyce, arrives, I turn my head, open my mouth, longing for her to look my way, to explain to me where all these dead flies have come from. But she's busy filling water glasses with a tall, glistening pitcher full of half-dead flies whose intermingling wings froth with movement at each glass's lip. And when she's done with that task, she reaches over me, knocking me in my open mouth back to the floor where I writhe amidst a quivering blanket of long, dead, slightly crushed flies. Some of the still living flies that hover over the bun in Joyce's hair fall into the cavern that is my mouth all the way to the back of my throat, choking me. Everyone in the dining room, from Elizabeth to Lauren to the sous chef to the child in the booster seat at the next table, ignores my violent, panic-ridden coughing as Joyce reaches out to the vase of dead blue daisies and with fly-like feelers does her best to plump it up. I clutch at the threads that hang off of her utilitarian skirt, my other hand desperately clawing at the buzz that grows inside my mouth at the bulge in my neck from the swell of flies crowded there, scratching at my esophagus with the hairs on their legs. But she just swats me away with one wing, and satisfied with her work, leans back and says to Elizabeth and Lauren, their black eyes now bugging, their new sharply attuned antennae wiggling, anything else I can get for you, ladies? They shake their oblong heads, sweep their napkins across fly-ridden plates, and the dead tumble and fall as if from a cliff to scatter like broken rock over me.
Seeking advice, is Christmas for the birds? Or is there still some flesh on Santa's bones to pick at? Here's Christmas by Mary Crosby. Hey, squawkers! Happy migration season! Me and George sure could use your help. It's Christmas time again for the unfeathered. And we haven't been able to sell the house where those darn accidents happened last Christmas. I don't know if it's because, in the interest of full disclosure and educational purposes, I recount every detail of the attacks to prospective buyers. Oh yes, I'm selling my home myself. I've always prided myself on my can-do-itiveness. And even though last Christmas I could not do-itiveness and created a dangerous ecosystem for my wild charge, you know what, I'm not going to get negative on myself here again. Accidents happen, and this is a tough housing market. I'll just leave it there. Let me start again. My problem, which I hope you, the Peregrine Falcon Forever Homesters, can help me and George, who has fully recovered, by the way, and is back in the cast. Thanks, Beth and Night Princess, for the emergency top-secret temporary boarding and rehab. Caw, caw! I guess I've just come to realize my problem is I just don't know a lot about Christmas. The customs, the rituals... I was raised non-Christian. I guess I'd be considered pagan, if that means someone who grew up deep in the woods prepping for the war against rich city dwellers until Uncle Z got arrested and I got trapped and released into the suburbs. You see, I still eat fallen nuts from trees, cracking the shells with my teeth. You can take the girl out of her doomsday fortress, but you can't make her shop at Bulk Barn. Pay money for nuts? That's nuts. And yes, I eat roadkill. When it's fresh, it's good. George and I make it a real bonding experience, like Lady and the Tramp, but with innards instead of spaghetti. I really tried to make last Christmas festive for my co-workers. It was George's first indoor holiday. He was nervous. He wanted to do his best. My co-workers chose not to take defensive measures. I supplied them with the gloves and protective eyewear. Oh, you'll hear arguments about the toxicity of the mistletoe punch I served. How it rendered my co-workers unable to make informed decisions. But that's all lawyer jibber-jabber. I'm representing myself, by the way. Caw, caw! Can-do-itiveness! Mistletoe is Christmassy. Birds of prey are not. I guess I can see that now. Thought we were all God's creatures, but whatever. I'm sure you all can see how I went wrong. It was my first try, and I failed, and I've learned, and now I'm humbly asking for your help. It's Christmas, and I made these Christmas cards from George's loose feathers and dried skins from his prey, but I'm not sure what to say on them. I want to reach out and try again to be part of the holiday season. Everyone has these lights on and they're making these little meatballs and the songs are triggering something in me, but I feel like maybe I burned the Christmas bridge. Does Christmas have a bridge? 
Have I fouled the Yuletide nest? Like, I have hundreds of falconing scars up and down my arms and all over my face and across my back even. I think they're cute and real conversation starters. What happened to your eyes? People always ask. But all I can hear is more lawyer jibber-jabber, disfigured for life, damages and suffering, full weight of blame. I'm sorry, but is there no element of forgiveness in this Christmas holiday? Full disclosure, the family and friends of the alleged victims have not spoken to me since the accidents. They won't even look at me in the raw meat aisle where I hang out when the road doesn't provide. But what about me and George? He thought their flapping arms and shouting was all part of the game. He loves games. <sighs> I just wish we had more people in our life to play with him. I truly believe we deserve some kind of fresh start. Maybe I'm celebrating the wrong holiday. If you can point me towards a holiday with forgiveness, fresh start feelings, inclusivity, I'd really appreciate it. Loving all the migration pics, by the way. Thinking of joining them. <laughs> caw, caw. Sometimes you get attacked by birds. Sometimes you watch a bird eat another bird. And sometimes you write a song about birds with your hag pal. Sometimes you share that song in a guitar class online and a very awesome person records it professionally for you and you can just share that with everyone. So here's the world premiere of Birds. 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 By us and Manon Batter.
Well, that was the show, everyone! You know, I thought that was gonna be terrible, but it was pretty dumb. I can't feel my legs, and you have no hair. Yeah, but you know what? I got good skull. You really do have good skull! Thank you! Till next time, little haggies! Have a pleasant moon cycle! May all your enemies be smited! And may you find all your spell ingredients! Alright, we gotta get the hell out of here! I'm dying already! <laughs> blessed be! Leave comments! <coughs> Oh! Oh, you coughed up some blood! Let's save it! <laughs>